Hi all, so this is uh, Chasing Dreams Season 2 and Episode number 4. Uh, we like thanks a lot for all your support you have been shown uh, with regards to all the episodes. I am so 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 happy for it. And today I have somebody very 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 interesting and explorer from the France. Uh, so let's uh, pull them in. So I am I'm just inviting our uh, guest for today. Hey. Hi. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, good. And you? Yes, I'm doing good too. Uh, your uh, camera is little horizontal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that yes. So so how was quarantine? Uh, it's over now. It's been over for about a month. Okay. It's the same thing as usual, still being careful and staying home anyway. <laughs> that's nice, that's nice. Uh, so like today to invite uh, Mary Klinger onto the show, uh, she's an uh, explorer and as well as she has traveled uh, about 56 plus countries I would say. And actually she doesn't have a count of it properly, so maybe more than that. And she has been a scuba diving instructor and she has walked across Colombia for about uh, 2,500 kilometers. So she is having a wonderful life and she has been constantly traveling for seven years straight. And I'm so happy and like so pleased to have you on the show. Thanks for coming forward and like you wanted to share your story and inspire people. That's a good thought. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I don't get to talk about my travels that much. So it's nice. <laughs> yes. So, like to start off with, uh, like what basically, like how did you choose the career path of an explorer? I'm not sure I really, you know, chose to become one. It was more to start with, I wanted to travel to see, you know, culture and people. Uh, and then I realized that all I really wanted to see was just the nature. You know, I wanted okay. to go to places where the nature is so big, it just embles you. So... I guess, yeah, that's it. I just want to go to places really remote. So that, that's, that's when it all started, right? Like you wanted yeah. to see places, yes. So how many countries you have traveled overall? I already told you 56 plus, but how many continents have you covered till date? Uh, well, I haven't been to Antarctica yet. really want to go to Antarctica. And I haven't been to Africa either, but I've been to the rest of it. That's, that's so nice. Like you like I don't think so. People from India, majority of people won't cover a lot of uh, travel as you did. Yeah, it, it's just from all over the world, you know, not only from India. So many yes. people decide to travel a lot because it's it's exhausting sometimes. Yes, exactly. Like we will talk about it as we take it further. So why do you why do you want to travel? It's what makes me happy, you know, it's just see new things and explore new things, try new food, meet new people. It's just nice, you know, not planning ahead every day is like a new adventure. You have no idea, no expectation. You just love it pretty much. <laughs> so how do you sustain uh, living in it? 
Well, I'm always on a very tight budget. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm rationing or anything. It's just I'd rather eat pasta for a week and then be able to travel for maybe two extra weeks that if, you know, I went out for restaurants and stuff like this. Um, and usually I'm going to work for about a year and then okay. I'll just travel for as long as possible and stop and then work for one more year and keep going, I guess. That's nice. That's nice. So you you work and then you save money and then you travel, or you like while traveling you do some work and then earn start to earn money. Uh, usually, I work, save money, and then travel. Uh, but when I was traveling around Asia, I did my dive master internship at um, a crystal dive on Kotao, and then they offered me a job, so I stayed there for a year. So I guess that time I actually was traveling and then just found a job, I guess. But usually I'll just stop and work, save and then go. Okay, okay, that's nice. So how do you travel? You travel solo or with, along with your friends? It really depends. Uh, I'm really good at meeting people. <laughs> so every time I set up, you know, I travel on my own, I just end up meeting people and we kind of travel together. Um, Except when I did the entire Europe and Eurasian travel, I was actually with my boyfriend at the time because he just decided to follow me. So we traveled together and then I traveled on my own again. You know, you meet people if it's just for a short road trip or longer time. It's just whatever happens is pretty much what I'm yes. saying. Yes, it's a, it's a box, full, box full of mystery that is called travel, I would say. Like you never know what you are going to jump into. Like one day, like something phenomenal can happen. The next day, maybe you don't even have food and stay at railway stations and all those. So it's it's so pretty. A box, I would say, mixture of all like emotions is what travel is. Yeah, that's it. Just enjoy whatever comes your way. Exactly, and so far, like so thrilled, like you have traveled straight for seven years. I think it would be a hell a lot of experience. And I and I hope uh, to take a lot of insights from you as well. <laughs> outside. <laughs> outside, yeah. Sorry, outside as well. Exactly. Thanks for correcting. So you you told you travel and budget, right? So how was the pre-planning and like how much do you take on your trips? Like basically, I, how do you plan? It's really hard because I'm. I think I'm good. At planning as I have you know I have the broad idea but then you never really know you know until you're actually traveling uh, when I first set off to travel and I went I was planning for a year in Australia I pretty much just took whatever money I had that was just a planning is like, I have this much money I want to go to Australia it's gonna work out um, and then it just comes to a point where you're working saving money and you're like I have enough money and I really want to go to so I'll just go. That's okay. pretty much it. And then you just you know, every day you kind of keep count of what you're spending. And you know, at the end of the month, okay, maybe I spend a lot of money. Uh, where can I cut down on cost? Is it food? Is it accommodation? Is it transportation? And then you just you know, kind of go from there. Okay, so you jump onto a trip with with whatever money you have, and then you just uh, cut down things. And what what do you spend? On an expenses wise, right? Yeah, pretty much. No. Okay. Like I always have enough money anyway, but it's okay. more. 
I'm not gonna stay. I'm I'm gonna stay here and work until I get I don't know, ten grand or something. And it's more mm -hmm. like if I'm happy with five and I don't like my job and I want to go traveling, I'll just make deal with five. Okay, <laughs> that's that's something like mental fitness you got to develop to take decisions like this. So, so let's jump on to the mental side of yours. Like, how do you set your minds for uh, like? traveling in a budget and also your day is very constrained right like at times you you have very less money to spend and then as per your adventures let's be specific in this like you you walked across colombia for 2500 kilometers so on that taking an exploration like that takes a lot of mental fitness so how did you develop it uh what the crazy thing is i didn't really do any training or whatever i just figured You might as well just go, and if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, you know, it's not going to work. Um, so mentally, I, I was convinced I could do it. So that was a start. And it was like, there's no way ever I'm not going to be able to do it. And even if I, you know, even if I can't do it, and after two weeks, you know, I have to stop, that's all right. So I was really like taking it one day at a time. Um, and you don't really, you, you can't really think about quitting anyway. You know the The goal is just to keep moving, to find water or find a place to sleep or something like this. So it's like, not don't waste time of you know on considering whether or not you can do it. It's just do it, and it works out. Okay, the same mindset I do have. Like plan myself, then let's go to the direct action and let's make it done. That's the that's the thing which pushes me. At some point, you just have to jump in and go. well said well said yes so why into specifically into exploration like you you climb some mountains and then you walked across uh, colombia and also you did scuba diving a lot and like this seems to be a particular path and then like i know about you like the little bit so it says you are an explorer you want to become an explorer so like why into specifically into exploration i just want to see it all like this <laughs> I think it's just to see like I'm always amazed at stuff so that's that's also that and it's everything is so easy now like if you think about it 100 years ago it'd be so hard to just go scuba diving or summit something and we have a chance to be able to do it quite easily obviously you know considering money and all but we can do it and not enough people actually explore so that's my thing it's like I want to see it and I want to tell people just go out there It's amazing, you know. Just go enjoy like a, I don't know, like a broader life, a bigger life somehow. And yes. I'm happy out there when there's no oh. one around and just nature. That's my happy place. <laughs> so you don't want a lot of people to be around you. I'd rather just be with nature and trees. <laughs> okay. So what mindset do a uh... like an explorer should possess as per your point of view i think you just have to be okay with who you are i mean it's kind of hard because i keep asking me that same question every time like ever since you asked me like it's really hard like if i had one advice to just know yourself that's it like don't be afraid to push your limits but also know when you have to stop and that's really hard 
yes that's the differentiation point for all adventure seekers i would say like when to stop and when to start and when to give up there is a like small line in between everything and it's a balance and it takes lot of years and uh, like it takes a lot of time to like learn that art of being balanced it is really hard and it's it's so easy to just make that one mistake but it's just you have to persevere if even if it's hard and even if it's just pain like you just have to keep going because if you wanted to do it at some point there's a reason behind it and we all have bad days but if you're having a bad day after you've hiked i don't know 40k somewhere in the middle of the way it's it's still a good day is what mm-hmm. i'm saying okay you change negative into positive i guess <laughs> yeah like you have to yes that's that's very good uh, so like for, with regards to your walk across colombia so how many days you took to cross it and how demanding was this adventure um well i walked colombia in part of ecuador and i had to stop whenever i was in ecuador so in uh, colombia the grand total was 125 days for 2500k and in about 3 weeks i walked an extra 500k in ecuador and then i had to stop um, and it was it was very demanding but at the same time it wasn't right <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly as I said before. It's like it was really really hard because I had no physical training whatsoever and I had no mental training as I said I was just I just went there and we were walking about 35k a day with a 10k backpack and it's the first thing you think about in the mornings like I have to find water because otherwise you know I can't make food and I can't drink. Yeah. And once you have the water then you can just keep going it's so fine until you have to find a place to pitch the tent and it's really tricky sometimes but at the same time all you do in all day is walk around in nature and whenever it's dark and you pitch your tent and you're all happy in your tent you're like this is awesome you know i've been outside all day i've watched the sunrise and i've watched the sunset you know it can't really be better so really really hard but at the same time was worth it that that's nice like very simple life to lead just take one step at a time eat sleep walk enjoy with nature and repeat it all 125 days <laughs> to come no so so to be specific uh, like how do you stay you told you will pitch a tent and is is it like wherever you feel like you will pitch your tents eh uh, well It kind of kind of depends cuz sometimes you do want to stop but it's too early in the day so you kind of have to keep walking. Um and sometimes we had to pretty much, you know, uh, crawl under fences to actually pitch the tent in someone's uh yard or field or whatever. It's pretty much you just put the tent wherever it's kind of flat and where people can't actually see you cuz let's be honest, you know, sleeping in a tent in the middle of Colombia like You never really know. Like I wouldn't even do that in France. Like I, I still hide even if I was camping in France. Like that's that's what you do. So that's pretty much it. Enough space to pitch a tent and to make sure that people can't really see you from the road or the path. And that's it. Oh, that actually seems uh, like a scary adventure, I would say. Like you keep hiding in the bushes. <laughs> that kind yeah. of a feel. It was it was not really scary, but that's just because 
sometimes I don't really think about it. You know, you don't really think about the scary stuff. You just laugh about it afterwards. You'd be like, oh my God, that was bad. I should not yeah. have <laughs> You're like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. So how, how was your uh, food has been taken care during this uh, journey specifically? Uh, well, every few days we would uh, arrive like in a bigger city. Um, and sometimes we just walk for a week and then rest for like three days just because we had to wash the t-shirts that we had and, you know, buy food. Okay. Uh, but it was pretty easy. It was just like a very simple menu of uh, rice for lunch and pasta okay. for dinner. And then you would just add sauces like ketchup or barbecue sauce or soy sauce, just anything to make it taste like not cardboard. And that was really <laughs> It's just like every time you see a village and you need to buy pasta, you just buy pasta and that was it. It's okay, like so pasta. minimalistic uh, food. Yeah, like you have to find something that's easy to carry, uh, that doesn't go bad, and that, you know, you need. And it's really cheap and you can find anywhere. So that's, you know, the basic rice and pasta and stuff. And then in the morning you had cookies if you could find some like sometimes you will buy a road and there's like a small shop being like yes i can drink soda and biscuit for breakfast and it's awesome <laughs> um, my parents sent me some shoes once and i asked them just send the shoes and it was an entire box with um with dried meals and chocolate and all that kind of stuff so then sometimes you do have treats treats kind of like, <laughs> it's just like the basic basic stuff yes like it at that point of time, like everything luxurious, luxurious here, like which is easy in the cities, seems to be luxury when you are on an adventure, right? And well, the luxury that's... is just to go on the adventure. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I don't want to probe you a lot of questions at the moment. So let's go on for some uh, photo sessions of yours so let's recollect your memories i would say just give me a minute i think the first photo would be oh yeah that's a cool one and that's when i was a dive instructor and i was awesome because i could spend all my days on boats on the water or underwater that's so that was to capture that moment <laughs> when was this exactly taken while you were going for a dive or I, I, was, I think I was coming back from a, a dive and I was surface cover so you know in charge of keeping everyone alive on a boat pretty much uh, that, that must have been on the way back into 2017 I'm guessing and funny story yes. I had planned to only stay three months on Kotao I was just gonna do the dive master course and actually I stayed 14 because then I did the instructor course and all so it's just yeah. this is just to show that my plans don't really <laughs> <laughs> so how many dives did you did in Kotao on the whole I uh, most of my diving actually was on Kotao because it's beautiful and cheap um I think I've done about 500 dives now um, oh my god you in France but that wasn't really good Actually, that was quite bad. I couldn't read. So, <laughs> um, so Thailand, obviously, and then in New Zealand, where it was really cold, but like really nice as well. Hope you enjoyed all your dives. And <laughs> thanks. Uh, okay, so that's that's like a, a 
good dinner for me, pretty much. I was after a really good day uh, driving around and hiking in New Zealand. And I just found that spot and I sat just watching the mountains for about an hour and then the sun was going down. So I cool, maybe I should, you know, make some food. So I just got some driftwood from the beach, put some stones, like lit it on fire and just make mini noodles and baked beans. And I just there, sitting mm. on the beach <laughs> and then just, you had other campers just running around and making like proper barbecue and all. But it's like, yeah, all I need is, you know, warm food and a view. And I'm happy. <laughs> Like some special moment and obviously it's a luxurious dinner I would say. People are craving to have a dinner like that. Yeah. I mean you you don't really need fancy food because you're just looking at the mountains anyway. Yes. Uh, okay, so that was after an 18k hike in uh, up in Scandinavia. That was in Norway and um, that was my boyfriend at the time, Anthony. And we had discovered that you could go to the northernmost um, continental point of Europe, like okay. all the way up the, the continent. And when I heard about it, I was like, cool, I have to go. So we made a 3000 KD tour with the car just to go up there to Norway and then wake up at like six in the morning to hike and just to get, you know, to that point. Okay. And it was just so windy and the cliffs it was like really, really hard to walk on and you had ranges and then it was you knew all you had between you and you know Arctica was just the water and nothing and it was awesome that's that's something memorable I would say it was and and, uh, and that's Gobi Desert that was awesome as well um, that was in November 2015 Okay. Uh, the plan was just to go in Mongolia to get uh, visas to go to China because we were in Russia, so that was like on the way. Okay. Um, and since it was winter, we couldn't really travel around, but we found a tour that would take us down to Gobi. And I remember just uh, you know the, the grand grandeur of it all. Like it was so big and so massive, and you could see just for miles and miles, and it was awesome. It was so remote. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah, like you have been isolated from all, like everybody, it seems to be like that, like you're just separated from everybody and you're all alone in this journey. That's how it feels like. And... Uh, that's the highest point I've ever been so far. Um, that was at the end of, um, of the, the walk in Colombia, Ecuador. It's the Cotopashi Volcano, which is... Okay. Almost 6,000 meter, but that's 5,980 uh, 5, something meter. Uh, just above Kilimanjaro, which I'm really happy about. <laughs> um, and it's just after, like, the plan, the volcano was on the, on the way, so we decided to climb it, and then my leg was really, really bad, so I, I was pretty much decided on leaving anyway, but I wanted to climb the volcano anyway. Okay. So, you pushed yourself it, harder. So yeah, went all the way out, and it was awesome. It was a beautiful view. Yeah, that that actually seems to be a lot of snow there, and you have you have worn snow boots and stuff like. Yeah, like we we had to put them on straight away. It was it was quite mental, but also made me want to climb other you know summits. Obviously. <laughs> Hope you climb a lot of summits in the future as well. So, um, and I was taken in the Philippines last year. 
because uh, after I injured my leg, um, I decided to just go see friends in the Philippines and free dive because it could be good for my leg, as in, you know, you're not really using it, um, and yoga and all that stuff, and water, obviously. Okay. So I tried freediving, and it's it's fun, but I'd rather, you know, look at fish than just stare at the rope. But it's okay. really nice, and it's really calming. Yeah, freediving is a meditation, and it an, it's an art. That's what people feel when they freedive. Yeah, that's it. It's just... It's really nice and really hard to describe. But yeah, yes. it's almost like you're falling asleep, but you're not. The issue is like sometimes I am in that, you know, mental state, but most of the time I'm just, just going to be weird and try to have fun. So freediving doesn't really work when you're just... <laughs> weird, I guess. Yes, yes, totally. We get you. So like, let's jump on to a few other questions for yours. So like, who's an inspiration for you and... How that person have impacted you to travel? I well, I thought about it, and there's actually two, I guess, um, maybe three even. Um, Mike Horn, <laughs> to start okay. with, um, because he just proved that it was still possible in our day and age to just travel. Like there was still things to be seen, and you could just do it, you know. Um, so Mike Horn for sure, and then there's a philosopher named Alan Watts, who pretty much just said, like, you know, whatever you want to do in life, just do it. It doesn't really matter. Like, if you think about the money, that's that's not the point. The point is just find whatever makes you happy and do it. So I use him to just pretty much explain why I'm traveling, because um, his famous, famous quote of his is, um, it's better to have a, a short life that is full of what you enjoy doing than a long life's been in a miserable way so i'm like brilliant you know i'll just go on traveling and, and not work i'll just do that later <laughs> you should do that yeah. and the third third person uh third person i guess it would just be my dad just because it's usually the thing you know with kids and parents um just because he's always been like a, a runner like he used to run marathon and i was when i was a kid i thought that was really impressive um, and he loved caving as well, so I went caving a lot, and then that's pretty much how it started, you know. Okay. Just, like, wow, the world is amazing. Uh, he showed me caving pretty much, and he's like, this is cool. Uh, I'll just go rock climbing instead, because I like it better. <laughs> I guess that's kind of how it started. It's like, whatever, I wanted to do something, he's like, sure, just go do it. Exactly. So, that, so these three people are very important and have impacted your life for good, I would say. And... Like we we you, we spoke about diving, right? So how important is ocean to our planet Earth, and how can we preserve them? Like, can you just shed light on it? I I'll try to do that in like very broad and easy terms, just to make sure you know, I'm not making any mistakes or whatever. Uh, it's obviously really important. Like we talk a lot about forest. Like when I was a kid, I learned that the oxygen was pretty much just the Amazon forest, and that was it. Never really mentioned corals. Uh, so obviously, for that purpose, coral is really important, and you know, it, without the coral, you don't have the fish, and without fish, you can't feed people. That's that's the, the entire thing. And the issue is with um, the the change in the climate, the the pH in the water, so the acidity in the water and the temperature actually rises, which kill the coral. Um, okay. As you can see, like right now in Australia and in, in the coast, even in Asia, it's it's mental. And with the coral being dead, there's less fish, so again, you know, it's, it's bad for us. So, the, 
the easy things that we can all do is just not just toward the ocean, but like toward the environment in general, you know, like stop seeing all plastic use. If you can, like, obviously it's always if you can, if it's something that you can't do, you just obviously don't do it. But like, try <laughs> to use uh, reasonable things and try to make smart choices, even when you just buy food, if it's possible. I mean, I live in the mountains, like I'm not gonna just go out and buy fish or salmon, cause that's, that's not how it works. But that's, that's how, what I do. But yeah, just be careful and just make sure that you don't throw the trash on the floor. Just you know, put it in the bin. It's an issue everywhere, especially now. You know, with the the mask and the the gloves from the, yes. the like it's it's everywhere in the streets, even in France. Like it's mental. Okay. But yeah, just I don't know. It's hard to explain. Just take care of the planet. That's it. Like if you start. Yeah, that's so. And just get information and look stuff up and you know talk to people. I guess that, that would work. Yes, exactly, exactly. A very little thing and basic thing, uh, like people got to follow and it can bring a big difference, I would say, to a planet Earth. Stop using the plastic and then choice of food and all those. Like the shark finning industry is a billion dollar industry and like we see very pathetic videos and like in the social media as if people, like it's so pathetic to see like this like they just cut off the fins and then take it out and then it like they just create a soup out of it so it's it's so sad to see that like humongous creature which can like when you are underwater you can experience and interact with it in a whole new level i would say so it has been cut that way it's so sad like saddens me a bit it's no, I totally agree with you. And as you said about the water, it does help to be a diver when it comes to that issue, uh, just because it's really hard, you know, to confront people with a problem when they can't actually see it. But if you scuba dive and you go underwater and you see all the all the fish, all the coral, sometimes sadly all the pollution, like you see the impact we're having on that issue, and you kind of want to save it as well. Exactly, like scuba diving gives that opportunity to go and see and then like you, you will change as a person after that on, on your choices and stuff and because it has made me into a different person who I am right now. Okay, uh, thanks, thanks for sharing your views on how to conserve our blue planet uh, and then next to explain like how it is to be underwater. Uh, it's like being an astronaut. Which is hard because it's like, yeah, but what is, you know, being an astronaut feel like? Uh, it's, it's what you imagine, you know, being an astronaut is because you're just floating and there's stuff like all around you. And it's just, if you want to go down, if you want to go up, left, right, you just can go anywhere you want. And it's, it's just brilliant. And it's also very quiet. And the more you look at, you know, the, the fish or you're just swimming, whatever you do, the more daunting, you know, that the sound of the the breather is, and it's kind yes. of nice. It's kind of meditative because it's it's all you can hear, and it's really nice. It's just it's an alien world as well. Like, there's so many colors and so many weird fish and animals and you know nudie branches and all that. It's it's stunning. It's an entire other world. Yes, like I can I can feel it how it is to be underwater actually right now, uh, sitting in the city. Uh, so, which which has been your best encounter uh, underwaters? Uh, there's so many. So this yes, is please hard. do share them. <laughs> Maybe two, I would love to hear. Uh, 
I think the, the funniest actually happened when I was swimming back to the boat. Um, we were diving and on, even on the way up, we saw a first whale shark and I was asking, because okay. you're just doing the safety stop where you wait for five minutes and just underwater still for three minutes and then just like, cool, one whale shark and then keep going up when there was another whale shark and like, this is, you know, this can't get any better. And then the, on the way back to the boat, there was one that just kept chasing me. So I was like mm -hmm. on the water, just looking on the boat and then just putting my head in the water. It's like seeing that massive, massive mouth of the water shark just like coming toward me for five full minutes. I was just trying to avoid it and it kept following me. So that was really fun. Um, except that could have pretty much eaten me because I'm you know, so small <laughs> and it's so big. Uh, I don't I think so whale sharks have swallowed people, right? <laughs> No, I don't, I'm not, they yes. don't, like, they don't eat people, so they wouldn't, <laughs> but he was just playing around, I guess. Um, yes. And another good memory, there's um, there was a dive site where most people would just go to one place, and they would just go up the coast all the time, and each dive I went there, like, it, it didn't matter if I'd been two days ago, months ago, whatever, every time I came back, there was that firefish, it would always come and just stay with me for the entire dive, which is really weird. <laughs> yes, they would have been your friends, I guess. Like you would have dived there for a very long time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And like diving with whale shark has been one of my biggest dream. So hopefully it comes uh, true one day. And you are so blessed that you dived with one of the magnificent creatures of our planet Earth. Oh, they are. They are amazing. They're yes. Amazing. I really want to see narwhals though. Which yeah, ones? So, narwhals, it's that um, arctic fish with a massive horn. Mas like yes, a yes, yes. Fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I knew about them. I want to see nice. them from a boat though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Little scary. They are with their horns. Yeah. Yes. So next, let's jump on to the next question. So. Like, how, what has the ocean taught you in the process of scuba diving or free diving? Um, it's a really tough question. Uh, what I learned from it all is just, you know, to, to enjoy the little things, I guess. Because sometimes you go, when you go scuba diving, you know, you always want to see like a whale shark or a turtle, for example. But if you just set out to find like a simpler fish or like a cute one or whatever, like a random one, like you can just find the tiniest creature and they're amazing. So that's the thing. It's like, yeah, sure, it's awesome to see a whale shark, but if you pay attention to the little things, they will still make you happy. Yes. Um, well, that was kind of momented before diving, but it works with diving analogy as well. Um, <laughs> and free diving, oh, free diving, I think, taught me patience. Just because it's so easy for me to try and do something and in fact, I, I can't do it. It's just frustrating. Yes. But you can't actually get yourself to, you know, be frustrated when you're freediving because you have to remain calm and all that. So you have to find that balance. Exactly, exactly. So I think ocean has taught you a lot uh, as a person, as it has groomed you as well. Yeah, actually that, yes. And you have a huge experience in diving. For sure it would have made a difference in your life. So, like, like, what, what are your future projects? Like, what am I supposed to do? And then, like, 
Why you haven't you done them? A few projects. Uh, I really want to go to Greenland and ski kite across it. Okay. Just because it's it's like the cheapest option. It's just kind of sound weird, but like I really want to go to somewhere like Arctic okay. and wide, and it's really cold. But like Antarctica is really expensive. Um, Arctica is really dangerous because of you know global warming, well climate change as we call it. But Greenland is like the easy and safe option. I guess okay. just try it, and I really want to see it just because it's no one there and it's so remote. <laughs> okay. Um, I really want to climb Aconcagua someday, just because it's a seven thousand and it's the you know highest summit in the Southern Hemisphere, so that'd be yes. awesome. And um, I really want to sail around the world as well, like live on a boat and live off the sea, pretty much. You know, you wake up in the morning, fish your breakfast and all that. Um, so yeah, I just want to see a lot and do a lot, pretty much, and I um, haven't done any of that stuff so far, uh, just because I'm kind of injured for now. Okay, so what, what happened, can you just tell us what happened with the injury and like when did it happen? Uh, first injury, or first issue with my leg actually began uh, a little over two years ago, whenever I was uh, walking in Colombia. Just okay. because I, I was walking 35k plus a day, you know, plus the backpack and all that. Um, I had what we call in French, I'm not sure you translate into English, but whatever. Um, okay. A sort of um, sports sciatica. So it's just not an actual sciatica, but like the muscle compresses around the nerve. Um, and I kept walking for two months because I don't know. Like my reason at the point was just like my mindset was, you know, like, uh, like in the Matrix. Pain is in your head. So that was, okay. you know, I was in pain, I was like, yeah, pain is in my head, I'll be better, you know, next hour or something. Um, but then obviously at some point I kind of had to to stop, like I was not doing myself any good to keep on walking because I had um, overtraining syndrome as well. Okay. Which, well, obviously you train too much and it just causes all sorts of uh, injuries. Uh, so then I went home and for a year I was trying to get a bit better. And last year, as I call, okay, I should be okay to go for a hike now. Uh, haven't been hiking for a year. Good, let's go for a hike. And okay. the first hike went all right. It was very short. And the second one, I had to cut short because I injured my knee. Um, oh. It wasn't too bad. It was just like a small amount of pain. But then I kept working for a month because I didn't want to, you know, stop and go home and do nothing because I'd be no. bored. I wanted to obviously make a bit of money as well, but mostly I didn't want to be bored. So I kept working until I realized that I had been in pain for a month. Uh, so I decided oh. to kind of stop because it's really bad. And now okay. it's been here since that summer. I hope you recover well very soon. And actually guys, she, she got injured while she was walking across the Columbia. And that's when it started and it slowly aggravated and she has been not traveling a lot and she has been taking care of herself for two years. So it, it is also the other side of uh, explorers, I would say, or like travelers, I would say. You got to deal with your injuries. So you got to stay and be patient to go out there and start uh, doing what you do. So this is also another side that I wanted to show people on it's not only about climbing mountains, going there, having fun, partying, going underwater, so doing whatever you want to. And it also has uh, 
like a lot of uh, injuries in the process as well yeah so so let's let's take it a little bit light right now i wanted to put you into and have you ever uh, segment sure. have you ever okay so have you ever lost your passport or luggage <laughs> i well i didn't lose my passport as much it was stolen okay oh my so god passport that's very uh, bad well they didn't know it was my passport that we were driving around uh, on bikes and i think my friend's jacket fell on the floor and it had a passport and wallet in it uh, and then whoever found it just decided not to give it back <laughs> if you give if you give the the wallet and passports back you kind of admitting you stole the jacket so okay yeah <laughs> so it it has it has happened to you that's that's actually yeah, very you? sad do you hear me yeah what was the other one besides you know the the passport luggage luggage i uh, no i lost my flip flops okay not yes. the whole luggage bag not the whole luggage it's just the flip flops so like i was okay okay so <laughs> so at some point and it was really scary cuz i had all my diving gear but then it turned out they had put it on another bus and it was all sorted you know half an hour later but it was very scary <laughs> <laughs> yes it should be uh, so you have you have you fallen asleep and left the flight I uh, what do you mean and just miss like in stop? the yes miss miss your flight no like never the, never okay that's good I'm have you been on an uh, sorry i'm always too excited to travel exactly. to miss it. I would, I, i'm i'm the person who's going to check like three times that i have my <laughs> same your same your high five okay uh, so have I, you already told you haven't been to africa still No, not okay, yet. Okay, so so not that question. Have you ever stayed in a five-star hotel? Uh, no. Well, actually, me. I think I don't know if I was a five or four, but I was whenever I was uh, on a holiday with my parents when I was I don't know, like thirteen okay. or fourteen. That time you would have stayed luxurious travel. <laughs> yeah, no, now okay. now I'm just gonna choose you know like the cheapest option. <laughs> okay. Have you ever dated a random guy guy on your travel? If I what? Sorry. A random guy. Have you ever dated a random guy during your travel? I uh, what do you mean random? Like someone you don't know like came out from the blue and you just met them. Oh, I met a lot of people. I yeah. Have you ever dated them? Yeah, but it's not I really really consider dating some actually yeah. I guess half 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 dated okay. and half dated for a long time. <laughs> okay, okay. Have you ever ruined someone else's vacation? Um, I wouldn't say ruined. Um, it was just that one time. Um, work on the working on the boat in the, in Thailand. I was surface cover, and a, a, a couple was doing a discover scuba diving, and then okay. they were kind of. Um, excited about it, but like it was kind of windy, and the rain was uh, started to come, um, and I had no idea. Like I didn't actually see they were there, but I just saw the storm coming. I was like, "This is awesome!" And I was so happy. He's like, "Yeah, it's gonna rain!" And then I turned around. I was like, "I'm so sorry for you." Like, <laughs> you guys aren't going it's, to die now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's that's how I ruin someone's day. It's like, "I'm sorry, it's raining," and I'm happy about the rain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you stolen something? Uh. Yes, no. 
While I'm trying to think about it, because I, I find a lot of stuff. So I guess in that way, yeah. Because sometimes yeah. you know, I find a t-shirt and I'm like, I'm just going to keep that t-shirt not leaving on the beach. So in that regard, yeah. Okay. Uh, have you sent somebody accidentally to an hospital? Driving over them or doing no. something? Okay, that's good. Made money performing on the streets? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. Sometimes, um, not money. I mean, um, in Thailand at some point I was just doing a cup song in the street just because a friend just taught me and it was fun and the kid just came and just played with me. But it's just, it's for fun and not money. Money, okay. Have you had a fight in public place? Not a real one. Okay. <laughs> a, a friend I travel with, where you, we pretend to argue in stores sometimes, we would just stop to get some food, and then at some point, just like, okay, you know, just come start and yell at me, just, you know, just for fun. Fun, so okay. <laughs> That's fun, actually. Okay, so to, to, to ask you a few things, like, I'm going, coming to the end of our session right now. So, people who want to travel, what do you like to say then? Just do it. Pretty simple as that. Yes, that's it. If you want something in life, just go for it. Rather than thinking and looking out for uh, things, you just want them to do it and that gives yeah, the answer just, for them. Just do it. I mean, sure, like do your research and obviously if you have responsibility like a family or a job, you know, consider it. Like have the freedom to not have that. So like, I can just go. But if you want something, Instead of trying to think of reasons, you know, why you shouldn't do it, just go and try. Because it's, it's much better to, you know, not live without any regrets. Like if you have regrets. Yes, very true. Yeah. So just do it. It bothers us uh, for the rest of our lives. Exactly. Like yes. It's, it's memories. You create memories. Yes, exactly. So on, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you rate your journey with regards to satisfaction living? Well, like I would obviously, I'd like to not be injured. But at the same time, I've learned so much about myself as a person. And in, you know, in the few months, like in years that I've been injured, that I can't really take it back. So I guess it's 10, like, I have no regrets, whatever happened, happened, so it's, you can't be any better, I'm happy right now, sure, yes. Yes. But, I, eh, yes, I think, I personally think a lot of people are dreaming to have a life like yours, and it's good that you just jumped onto it and started working on it, and then I think you also are uh, living your dream life. Yeah. I mean, like right now, it's kind of a pose when I'm just okay. like, okay, I have to travel. Now it's just like the, it's like I was pretty much running around before and now it's the time that I can just focus on myself. I'm like, okay, cool. What do I really want to do? Um, so yeah, obviously it's keep traveling. That's, that's the only answer that came up. <laughs> so I'll do whatever it takes to just keep traveling. That's nice. So what has traveling taught you? and changed you as a person, like what, what it has changed you? Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure traveling changed me. Uh, it more, it just reinforced who I was. Um, it just made me believe in myself, you know, and especially in other people. Like, 
people is people tend to be nice. If you're nice to people, they're gonna be nice to you. That's that's how it works. Yes. Uh, and it's so easy to get stuck in your own ideas and mentality, you know, and um, and critique other people and dismiss their opinions. But at the same time, it is so easy to just, you know, sit down and listen and be like, okay, cool, you know, you tell me your story and we can just be friends. It doesn't really matter who you are or who I am, you know. So you kind of told me that everyone is awesome. Pretty yes, much. yes, yes, very everyone true, awesome. very true. You have to travel because it makes your life so much not better because I'm not going to say better, but it's different. It's just you have a sense of the world, you know, not just yourself. Yes, yes, I totally get it. Thanks, thanks a lot for sharing. And then, like, I, I want people out there who who has any questions to put to Mary Killinger, like, do do post it here. We will answer them. So, one of Sharat Casey Stoner has asked, "What's your lifetime goal?" A lifetime goal. Um, I would love to be able to live off my travels. Um, whether it's you know writing books or taking pictures. Uh, yeah, that's it. You just know, just be able to live my life and travel and show people the world uh, without having to worry about how I'm going to do it. Yes. Yes. I hope she has answered your question, guys. So, Pradeep Pandian has asked, traveling is fun when we are single. How much can it enjoyable after a marriage life, especially when you have a family behind? Well, I'm sure it's still it's still enjoyable. It's enjoyable, you know, on another level, because um, if you if you travel um, with someone, so let's just start with my um, boyfriend, husband, or wife, or whatever, uh, you can share that experience, and it's always gonna be there. You know, you, you could do something ten years afterwards, be like, oh, I remember that time when we did this, and then you're creating memories together. And when you travel with the family, I can only assume, because uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I guess um, it's really good for for the kids as well. I mean, they see the world. They're like being social. They they have new interaction, and they can they see stuff that we might just destroy in a lifetime as well. And that's yes. the thing. Like, this is the time to travel. It, it was before, and it, I know it's kind of weird to say that now, considering you know uh, climate change. But it is a time to see the planet. So I'm sure it's not going to be as fun um, to travel with a family as when you travel when you're single. But at the okay. same time, you, your you know your definition of fun is just going to change. Like now, maybe fun is just I don't know going out for a good food and a drink with friends. But maybe when you have kids, your kind of fun would just be like to take them on a weird hike in the middle of nowhere and just show them I don't know uh, bamboos or something. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's how it changes from being single, and then when you get into a family, like that's how we explore. So, like he has asked another question: Family only is concerned about our safety. So, will they be happy to explore dangerous exploration? Well, that's the thing. It's like if, if you're putting your life in danger, I consider that to be kind of okay. If you're putting someone else's life in danger, like that's not good. Or if you're Filming yourself doing something that's really dangerous, and then you know you're showing that to other people. I, I don't agree with that either. But that's that's your responsibility as well to draw the line between you know what's fun and what's dangerous. Exactly, well said. 
so any any other question guys we have uh, a couple of minutes so do post it here and i'll make her to answer so i think a lot of people join thanks thanks everyone for joining and any other question guys we have few minutes okay i think there aren't any so i think thanks a lot for your time uh, mary killinger yes thanks a lot for sharing your story and i hope when when people see the video of this like they'll come to know what, behind the scenes of uh, an explorer an aspiring explorer or someone who has done a lot of things already and they will they will approach travel in a whole new different perspective they'll just go out and travel that's what you wanted to convey to people out here and i'm so happy about it and then your story would inspire a lot of people and i hope they will come out traveling and do their dreams as such so thanks a lot for coming on to the show and thanks for your time as well well thank you for having me it was really nice um and yeah just quickly i have a vimeo account with a lot of videos so normally it's linked on my instagram account anyway it's killing explorer so got few videos with music just in case just to show the travels i kind of mentioned okay. uh, it was really nice to come in so see you well to thank you, you thank you it was awesome yes thank you thank you thanks for your time and take care take care of your injury recover from it and like just start exploring as you always did yeah i will soon okay. i'll get back thank you bye bye so guys thank you thanks a lot for watching the show like for an hour and then hope you you are inspired by this by her story and if you have any questions with regards to travel or how to take it forward please do pay, pay dm her and she would be happy to help you and thanks a lot for people who all joined the show and the season 2 is going to go to the next episode of season season 2 episode 5 so please keep watching and please keep supporting me and thanks for all your love and care and i hope i am delivering it good and then you also see different kinds of personalities and on the show please do let me if you have any feedbacks from me as well and catch you on the another uh, episode thank you and bye bye